Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Stevie is a mom of five, a certified postpartum doula and certified sleep consultant through Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. She became a postpartum doula in 2018 and launched her business, Stevie Rose Doula, the following year. She spent a lot of time helping families form healthy sleep habits from the beginning and was able to see how beneficial this was for her clients. Stevie wanted to expand her knowledge of sleep and grow her services to offer virtual support, which led her to enroll in CPSM in early 2022. Stevie, I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Welcome to the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm going to share it again. Uh, I never really intended to be training postpartum doulas when I launched CPSM. I always sort of thought I'd be training stay-at-home moms who were in search of a side hustle. But now several years later, our community is made up of so many postpartum doulas. I'm wondering what's up with that. And why do you think so many postpartum doulas are wanting to add certified sleep consultant to their resume? Um, I think there's a few reasons. One, I will say that as a postpartum doula, a lot of the work that we get is mostly focused on overnight support. So we're already so many of us are supporting families overnight, which those families want sleep support. They just they do they want to be sleeping, they want their babies to be sleeping. It's very similar. And then after working nights for several years, I just feel like the burnout of working overnights is really hard. And I think a lot of doulas feel that as well. It's really great job, but it's not something that I don't think I can do for another 20 years. So sleep consulting is such a great fit for being able to still support these families who want to sleep, who have babies or older children, and then I can work from home. So I don't have to suffer my sleep as well. Yeah, I hear that a lot. I hear from postpartum professionals who are interested in becoming sleep consultants that they love the overnight work and they love snuggling the babies and caring for parents and all that goes into the work as a postpartum doula. But they also all talk about the burnout that like, they just don't think they can do it forever. Another thing that I hear postpartum doulas say is that at at a certain point, it gets really hard to leave your own family to go care for somebody else's, right? Yeah. Or sleeping in your own bed. Yeah. You have (laughs) have five five kids, right? You get it. Um, and, And leaving your own family to go support somebody else's a lot of postpartum doulas, they get into this line of work, I think, because they're empathetic, and they're caring, and they have big hearts. But they also have young kids of their own a lot of the time. And then juggling raising your own kids with supporting other families as they're raising theirs can be really hard on your heart, your soul on all of it. Yes, it's definitely hard. And I think that my family does see it too, because at nighttime, let's say there's something going on on the weekday at night, our focus is we have sports and things, but then afterwards I have to get ready for work and go. 
And so a lot of times our nighttime routine has to be hustled and bustled. And I don't get to focus as much on my kids during the night times as I would like to, because I'm going to work. So being able to start offering virtual services and do these things from home. So I can do my nighttime routine with my kids and not feel stressed that I've got to hurry up and get ready for work after this, or kids have off nights. Sometimes they just want their moms. Yeah, totally. Uh, One thing that I'm always telling postpartum doulas that they need to be doing as soon as they get certified is to raise their own hourly rates as postpartum doulas. I'm wondering if you've done that so far yet. And if not, then I'm going to come after you after this podcast (laughs) to tell you to do that. I see that as a huge benefit. Like even if you don't get out there and start supporting families virtually right away, like in my mind, this training positions you to be more qualified, have more expertise than a lot of your competitors. So I want to see postpartum doulas raising their rates. I'm wondering if you've done that. I tried to do that. I kind of tested the waters and I felt like I had a little bit of a pushback from clients that were reaching out to me. Um, So I went back to my other rate, but I also think it's just the timing of what's going on right now with the world where people are being a little bit more conscious of what they're spending. So I do plan on that, but I'm just trying to take it slow and not overdo it, I guess, as far as the pricing goes. So I think that that's a mindset issue on your part. I'm going to (laughs) like coach you a little bit here and hopefully this will be valuable for everybody else out there. I think that sometimes when people raise their rates, and they see people saying no a little bit more, what they fail to realize is that the one or two yeses that you get sprinkled in covers you for the no's, right? Right. You're actually making more money doing less work. If I think back to, I don't work in home, I don't work hourly, I just support families, you know, I do like a two week consultation for my clients. And when I first started sleep consulting, I was charging in the low fours for a two week consultation. And now my pricing is at 750. Yeah, I hear some no's on that 750 because it's more expensive. But I also can support almost half the amount of families that I used to support and make the same amount of money. So it's okay to hear those no's because I'm reaching the families that I want to be supporting and I'm not spinning my wheels to drive myself crazy for less money. But that's a mindset thing. It is. I have a huge mindset issue. I I definitely know that. I know that when I focus on something, I can do really well and I, I know what's right and what's wrong as far as my path. But Sometimes it's hard to be so confident, like I deserve this amount of money because of this training that I've done. And so I definitely need to be better about that. (laughs) It's all a work in progress. And maybe it's the way that you position yourself. Maybe it's not, I deserve this amount of money because of this training that I've done, but it's, here's my hourly rate. Here's why it's a little bit higher. Here's the result that I'm going to get for you. Like when we're done here's what your household is going to look like and talk about sleep and weave in sort of what they can expect their baby to be doing at a certain benchmark, whether it's 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, however many months that you're supporting families. And it's not like I took this training, so I deserve more money, but it's here's my knowledge. Here's my expertise. Here's how I can support you at a higher level than maybe some of my competitors. And here's the result that you're going to get. Here's the transformation that I'm going to bring to you so that you're positioned to, when we part ways, like you're going to be better off. That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's so true. Yeah, we're going to work on that. Since this podcast is all about sort of business building and entrepreneurship, I would love for you to share your story. Why did you get started doing doula work? I know you originally had a nine to five and you were doing both for a little bit. Tell us about that. Because I think that people who are listening, most people like have full-time jobs and they're like, how am I supposed to take on something else when I'm already working crazy, but the work that I'm doing isn't lighting me up. It's not what's filling my cup, right? How did you actually have the guts to like take on more with a busy life? And then how did you actually flip the balance where you were able to do well enough in your doula business so that you didn't need to be working your nine to five anymore? I worked in like an office job for like six, seven years. I was there. It was very comfortable. Like I do whatever hours I really wanted to do. If I had kids stuff, I could leave, which was really nice. So when I became a postpartum doula, they kind of knew that I was going to be pursuing this other thing. And if it was going to work out, I was going to leave them. So they were prepared for that. I had my fifth baby. So I was already on maternity leave. And when I was coming back during my fifth pregnancy, I had like a huge traumatic life event where I started realizing that life's too short. And I'd already trained to be a postpartum doula, but I hadn't actually gone after it because I had that fear of like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Do I want to take this risk? Is it worth it? So after I had my baby and I was going back to work, I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to try it. So I did part-time at my other job and I worked afternoons as a postpartum doula. So I was doing daytime work as a doula. I feel like after my first client, maybe second, I felt so good and it felt so fulfilling that I was like, what am I doing? Why am I waiting? So I just kind of hustled and bustled. I joined an agency. I started Stevie Rose Doula and I was doing everything I could on the planet to start connecting with clients. I put myself out there, actually went to like a birth meet and greet type thing with a bunch of birth workers. And, um, it was really uncomfortable, but (laughs) I was like, I need to do this. And so that was May, 2019 that I was doing all that work. And by September 1st, I was full-time doula work and no longer working my other job. So it was basically just like I made the decision in August when I started getting all of the things that I was doing was working. Like I was getting clients that were booked several months in advance. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And once I started booking those clients that were due in September and December and January, I was like, what am I doing working this other job? Like I'm going to kill myself. So I, I quit it. And then it from there, it just continued to grow and I kept putting into it and I'm so glad that I did it. For a long time, I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? And that was frustrating. Why do you think you didn't do it sooner? Was it just like fear? You know, I think people are scared to try something new. They're scared to take chances on themselves. Oh, it was a huge fear. I mean, we had five kids. My husband had a job and there's no way he could have supported us by himself. So if I wasn't working that wasn't going to work for our family. Like I have to work. Like we live in San Diego. There's no (laughs) option to not work here. So I was terrified and my husband was scared too. And he also was like, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I, I do feel like what helped my case specifically was knowing that I probably could go back to my job if worse came to worse. Like they'd probably take me back. They loved me. And it wasn't like I left ill or something feelings with anybody. So that made it a little bit easier thinking I had something to fall back on just in case. But yeah, it was really scary. It was so scary. Yeah. I think that a lot of people when they're considering trying something new, 
they think about things in absolutes like black and white, right? Like I'm either Mm going to do X or I'm going to do Y. Sometimes in order to do something new, you have to do like X and Y at the same time. Right, right, right. Yes. And I always say like this applies to business growth, entrepreneurship. It also applies to sleep training. If nothing changes, then nothing changes, right? I say that all the time. And if you're working a job that you're just coasting and you're showing up and you're getting your paycheck and it's paying the bills, but there's no passion, there's no drive. If nothing changes, then nothing changes, right? Right. And, And we have to make a change. And I love that you admitted that you were uncomfortable because- newsflash, like we're all uncomfortable all the time. (laughs) Like anybody that's building their own business is uncomfortable. Anybody. Yes. Even the most successful entrepreneurs, we are all uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable every single day in my business. (laughs) Every day never subsides. I think we get more comfortable with being uncomfortable, but we're always uncomfortable, right? Yes. And I love that you had some sort of out of the gate success and you showed yourself, like, if I just put myself out there, if I just give it a shot, I can do this, right? And then once you see you have sort of proof of concept, then you can work on it more, work on it more strategically. And then things come a little bit easier, I think. Yeah, well, I definitely think that once I saw the potential, well, I I didn't really mention this, but I never planned on doing my own business for doula work. When I even first did it, I was like, I'm just going to work for the agencies that way I don't have to do any of the business side of things. But then I saw the difference of money I could make for myself versus for an agency. I got a doula mentor and they told me like how to get started with my business. And so I did it. I was like, we'll just see how it goes. Worst comes to worst, I have the agency. And then it did so well that I was like, oh my gosh, I could be an entrepreneur. Like I never in a million years thought I'd be a business owner and I'd be where I'm at right now. And I'm like, that means I could go so much further. Like I could do so many more things if I just tried, like, it's really that simple. It's kind of cool because I tell my kids that too. I'm like, anything you want to be like in the entire planet, you can literally do. You just have to do it. Like it's that easy. It's so easy. It is that easy. It literally boils down to like, are you doing it or are you not doing it? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that sometimes to somebody who's not doing it, when you say that to them, like they think they are doing it, but they're not. Right. People sometimes think they're trying, but they're not continuing to try or they're not actually trying. They're thinking about trying. They're trying what's comfortable to them. They're trying what feels comfortable. And I think that's the key is you have to try things that, like you said, like don't feel comfortable going and meeting new people in person. That might be weird going to an event where you don't know anybody. That's not something I would ever want to do before. (laughs) And now I have to go meet new people all the time. Every new client is a new person I meet, you know, and I have to put myself out there and show the world who I am. And it's weird sometimes. It's weird a lot of the time. I also think that it feels really hard. We touched on this a little bit, hearing the word no. If we go back to your pricing situation that you're going on right now, like you tried it, you heard no, you didn't like that, you changed it, right? Yes. But but if you try it, you hear no, you try it again, you hear no, you try it again, you hear yes, then you're like, hold on a sec. I can do this. I need to talk about it differently. I need to maybe talk to the right people. I need to position myself strategically, but this is possible. Just haven't nailed it yet, but I'm getting there. Even for those of us that are comfortable with raising our pricing, I do it all the time. Every time I sort of get antsy in my business, I just raise my prices. It reinvigorates me. Not even that it's all about the money. It's just like a challenge to sort of talk about my business in new and exciting ways. And it validates my 
hard work and my worth and all the energy that I give to my families that I work with. And still, I hear no plenty. I hear no plenty. I think everybody thinks that I just hear yes all day long and I don't. I just talk to way more people than most people talk to, right? Right. So like, if you're talking to five people a day, I'm talking to 50 people a day. And I don't know how many people you're talking to. I'm just making up an example. Yeah, yeah. I'm out there talking to more people than most people are talking to. Yeah. So, and that's what leads to my ability to have success is I'm just having lots and lots and lots of conversations. And some of them are no's and some of them are yeses. And honestly, I couldn't even give you a statistic on the percentage because (laughs) I can't get bogged down with that. Just have to get out there and keep trying. It's so true. You know, I'm kind of glad you brought that up too, because it reminds me back of when I did start being a postpartum doula, like my first several interviews were no's and I was shocked by it. I had five kids and you're going to tell me I'm not going to make a good doula for you. Like, what are you talking about? But I had to change my mindset and just realize they're just not the right clients for me and the right ones will come along. And then once they started coming along, I got that confidence. And I think that I did change when I had the conversations of what I sounded like. And I think that really helped me for a long time. And so I'm kind of glad you brought that up because it reminds me like I should just change how I talk to them when I'm talking because I think that it boils down to mindset. Absolutely. Let's talk about time for a second. You have five kids. You are one of the busiest people I know. How do you have time? I feel like everybody says like, I don't have time. I don't have time to work on my business. I don't have time to grow my business. I don't have time to whatever. How do you have time? I I feel like I have the same amount of time as everybody else, but I definitely try really hard to make a conscious effort to make productivity during my time, maybe. Right now, I feel like I have all the time in the world because I just sent my three-year-old to preschool. And so for the first time ever, I have no kids in the house during the day, Monday through Friday. I'm like on cloud nine. I have so much time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many things I can do. But prior to that, I feel like I just really make an effort. I think that you have to find the time. I mean, even if they're working a nine to five, you have a lunch break. Yeah, you might want to like sit and eat whatever, but you could do something for your business during that time. You could wake up early and do it. You could wait till the kids go to sleep and do it after they go to bed. I went to school while my kids were a little bit younger and I would wait for them to go to sleep and I would do my homework. There's always time to find. You just have to want to do it, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it boils down to priorities. We all sit on our phones and scroll Facebook or watch a new Netflix show. So I think we all to some degree have the time. And even for people who are listening to this, and they're like, I don't scroll Facebook, I don't, you know, watch Netflix. I think that as you said, like, we all have the same amount of hours in the day. And it boils down to like, what are you prioritizing? Entrepreneurship is not for everybody, that is for sure. But if it's for you, then I think what ends up happening is you choose to prioritize your time because it lights you up, it excites you. I know for me, like, I can't wait to get home. I drop my kids off at school at eight o'clock in the morning, I run a couple of errands, I go to the store, I return stuff at Target, whatever I need to do. And I can't wait to get home and scurry around on my computer and figure out what I'm going to do for my business, because it lights me up. And I love it. Yeah. And I think if you don't feel that way, then it's really hard to make the time. But if what you're doing really lights you up, and you feel passionate about it, then I think it's easy to make the time. And you know what I think too, well, there's this one thing that I do, and I don't know if it'll help somebody out there, but 
on my phone, I have like my little notes app. Every time I'm like out and about or doing something, if I have an idea, whether it's like for my business or for my clients or for my Instagram, I go on my little notes thing and I, I write it down or I write lists, like checklists. And I'm like, okay, I need to do this for my business or even just like house stuff for my kids or doctor's appointments, this and that, I write lists. And then I, I check them off one by one. And as I check them off, it makes me feel so good to check them off. But I find the time to make sure I check those off, if that makes sense. My, my mom's going to be listening to this and she's always yelling at me to make a list. And <laughs> I'm like, oh God, you just told me to make a list. I should make a list. I love, I love lists. It just really helps me. And not necessarily having a list, but having ideas that come to my head. Because I get stuff that comes to my head like, randomest times on the planet you know I'm like at a football game for a kid and I'm like oh this is a great social media idea and so I go in there and I write it down because I don't have time to do it right then and there but when I do have the time when I can sit down I'm going to bring up that list and be like oh this is what I wanted to work on because I think sometimes you do have time but you don't know what to work on first and so if you have a list you can go off of what to do in what order and it might help you. Yeah, absolutely. I make lists from time to time. I get into list mode and and actually I find myself to be highly productive when I have a list because I think the list makes me anxious. So I want to get everything <laughs> off the list as quickly as possible. So I, think I actually am highly productive when I make a list and then I fall off the list making bandwagon and then my brain is spinning around in a million different directions. It's actually really hard. So I taught you something today. You're, you're teaching me something today. Um, this is awesome. Let's talk about sleep consulting. I know you're just getting started with this sort of new arm of your business, but I'm wondering if you're enjoying it and where you see it going in the next six months, year, few years down the road. I definitely love it. I think it's great to be able to serve families, not just during the postpartum period, because a lot of times I'm with them just the first few months and then they go on and I get updates here and there, but it's nice to be able to see families at a different stage and be able to support them still and find that a lot of my clients that I have as sleep consultant clients didn't have postpartum support. And so I'm able to mix those two together when I'm supporting them. And like, I love lifting up moms and parents. Being able to do that virtually is really awesome. And just the opportunity for me to be able to work from home is just, it's amazing. It's so nice. I'll give you an example. I had like a big gap in my schedule for postpartum work, which I normally don't have, but now I'm filling it up with sleep clients. And I'm like, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted. Like, I feel like this gap was meant for me to have so I could fill it up with virtual work. And so now I'm going to have this time where I'm working less out of the home and more in the home. So I get to spend more time with my family it's been great. As far as in the future, I definitely got a lot of things on my brain that I need to like do. It's on my brain and it's also <laughs> in my list. <laughs> but I want to do more work for families who maybe can't have postpartum support, but like I can support them virtually through postpartum and sleep. So like setting up those healthy sleep habits from the beginning, I think is something that I can absolutely do virtually. And also be able to have the moms be able to like kind of check in and have someone to talk to during that time. Um, So I'm really excited about that. I just kind of have to put it together. And um, I think in the future, I want to hand in hand do postpartum doula work and sleep training. So I don't know exactly what that looks like in five years, but definitely I plan on for the next year or two focusing on growing my sleep consulting business and offering more virtual work and just being able to support families past postpartum. Yeah, I love that. You mentioned something I want to poke you on this a little bit. You said that when you're supporting families through sleep 
support, you're integrating, you're wearing your postpartum doula hat, I think is what you were yes. saying, right? Yeah. Can you tell us what that looks like? Can you give us an idea? I think that people who are postpartum doulas, and they love the work that they're doing, like they want to do sleep support, but they also just so strongly identify as a postpartum doula. And it sounds like you're sort of weaving it all together. And I'd love to know what that looks like. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little postpartum doula-y in my work, yeah. but I want to hear like how you're doing it because I'm actually not a certified postpartum doula. I just spend a lot of time with them. So I feel like I have yes. a handle on what you ladies do, but if you could sort of give me an idea of what that looks like for you. I think a lot of it is just that emotional support, which I do feel like sleep consulting kind of is. I tell families this, I'm not like training their children. They are, they're doing the work. The parents are doing the work. And sometimes that can be really hard and emotional for parents. And so I think being that support system and letting them know that they're not alone. And I think postpartum doulas, they take care of the mother. They want the mother to heal and to do better and feel like they've come into this role as a mother and feel confident. And I think that's kind of still with sleep training, like you're helping the mother feel confident in her decisions and letting her know that it's okay to do things this way. And you're going to be okay. And you're going to make it through this. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel, because during the postpartum period, it can get really foggy and scary. And parents get kind of stuck in this mode of survival. And I think sometimes when their babies are older, they are still in that mode of survival, and helping them get through and see that there's a light and they can get through it and they can do it is how I integrate it. But I also think that the biggest thing is support, which I think sleep training does. This feels like something that a postpartum doula would do. I'm not sure, but I'm spending a lot of time lately managing expectations for my clients, um, yes. which I think is probably like a big overarching theme when postpartum doulas come in. When you're working with a baby that's brand new, total newborn, sometimes parents have expectations of like, how much sleep they're going to get, how easy or difficult feeding may be. Just like the adjustment to parenthood. I think sometimes parents don't have their heads wrapped around what that really can look like and feel like. So what I've been doing recently, and I think this is just as I've gained more experience in my career, is I'm not just so focused on the goal of the baby or the child sleeping through the night, but I'm also focused on the mental well-being of mom or parents. Yes. And sometimes in order to get that sort of high level of mental well-being, you also need to like lower your own expectations of what your baby is capable of doing as far as sleep. So I find that managing expectations is sort of a big component to what I'm doing and it's leading to success, but the success looks different, right? The success isn't like 12 hours of sleep. The success is like mom making peace with the fact that her baby only slept 10 hours and 45 minutes last night, because sometimes babies only sleep 10 hours and 45 minutes. And that's still really great. Right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Actually, now that you say that it's a great point, because I think that sleeping through the night, that anxiety that mothers have about their baby sleeping through the night, they don't realize like, even if you do sleep training, your baby's still going to wake up, your baby's still going to make noises, we still wake up. And I think that they need to know that <laughs> it's, it's yeah. important to know. Absolutely. Do you have like a recent, huge win? And then maybe also something that felt hard recently. And if you have something that felt hard recently, maybe share that first so that we can end on a good note. But I want to <laughs> sort of highlight the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, because I think it's not all puppies and rainbows. Hopefully some of it is, but not all. Yes. 
Well, my biggest scary thing recently that I'm still kind of dealing with is I do have a break in my schedule, which I literally haven't had in like three years, however long I've been doing this. I have not had any gaps between my schedules. Like all of my clients were stacked up on top of each other, overlapped, but I was trying to avoid that. And in doing so, I made way too big of a gap. Um, and so that was been really stressful, but I feel like it's just kind of the universe putting it together so I can focus. I'm changing my mindset. Instead of like saying I have a break, I'm just going to be focusing more on like the business side of things, which I think is going to be really great for my business and the future will pay off. But a win I will say with that is that, um, I have my most recent client. We worked together on healthy sleep habits and by the end of our contract, he was sleeping through the night. And that felt really good because I know that for that family specifically, that was their goal. And I know that they would have kept me for as long as he was up. Like anytime he would have woken up, they would have wanted me there. So I kind of worked myself out of a job, which I thought was great. (laughs) Yeah. I love that good postpartum doulas do that. And I think good sleep consultants do that as well. What we want for our clients is to empower them to feel comfortable with their own kids and to get their kids to be at a place that feels really manageable so that everybody can thrive. So I love that you're doing that. I do that too. Before we wrap up, tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram, maybe your website, whatever you'd like to share. All right. Um, So Instagram, you'll find me at Stevie Rose Doula. I mean, actually everywhere you'll find me at Stevie Rose Doula on Facebook, on Instagram, my website, stevierosedoula.com. That's it. I'm not on Twitter or TikTok. Me neither. I can't get started with any of that. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It was awesome to have this conversation and I can't wait to see all that you do in the coming months and years. Congrats on your early success. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, It would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I'm so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.